Hi, I'm Alex Freycon. You're listening to My Therapist and I, a podcast that isn't just about therapy, it is therapy. More specifically, my therapy. Unfortunately, the stress continues. And it sort of begs the question, how do you handle therapy when you're just overwhelmed? Are you allowed to bring your stress to your therapist? Uh, I'm gonna answer that for you. The answer is yes, and that's exactly what I do in this session with Dr. Steve. So, hope you enjoy. Uh, so, how you doing? Great to see you again. <laughs> it's been a while. Notice you're wearing the same outfit. That's kind of weird. Yeah, it is. So, I'm I'm getting in touch with my interest in wanting to take care of Alex. So, I'm, I'm seeing Alex at a time when he's more stressed than I think I've ever experienced not because of what is going on in here i think i've seen you stressed when we've talked about some big things yes um but the stress happened today when i walked through the door and you were like noticeably preoccupied noticeably in a different emotional state yeah so and when we were off camera we weren't shooting or whatever we you, you talked about yeah just got a lot of stuff and a lot of stuff going on and so for me I'm thinking, let's cancel this and let's go and you go and do what you need to do. Like, we're talking about your mental health here. And your response was? I said, no, Dr. Steve, that is a horrible idea. Right, because? Because for me, it's like, I don't. A treat to be with me is what you said, I think. (sighs) It's not what I said. (laughs) This is a serious podcast and you're bringing these jokes in here. In therapy, I would say that same thing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, For me, You know, we talk about therapeutic moments. It's helpful for me to be like, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm feeling. And for a therapist, a.k.a. Dr. Steve, to be like, dude, that sucks. I hear you. You know, for me, and I don't worry about the show when I'm feeling like this, because to me, this is exactly what therapy is. It's going in a room and being like, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm feeling. It doesn't have a through line. It doesn't all make sense. It's not like segmented. It's just raw sort of emotion. I feel stressed i feel anxious i feel you know i know everything's fine but my body is telling me that i'm in danger and i feel like i'm a couple of emails or phone calls away from just like going off for a a carton of cigs and never or what is the old saying you know it's like i'm going out for milk i make that joke with Haley all the time when i'm really stressed i'll be like Haley, i'm going to grab milk and she'll be like no you can't it used to be a thing yeah which i don't want to make light of that but okay because that's a that's a real thing but yeah i mean yeah you dr steve asked me we weren't filming he's like well i I worried the last episode was kind of all over the place and again like that's just that's therapy that's therapy for me sometimes i'll walk in and you know i don't have anything to say but i know i don't feel good and i just need to talk about that I need to acknowledge that and I need someone to say, hey, yeah, that sucks. I hear it. You're going to be okay. Um, yeah. So, I mean, my one of my philosophies about therapy has always been um, that, that it's your job to fire me, right? Like, you, like it's your job. And I don't think you see that. I don't think you see it the same way. No, I don't. Because like my, for me, my interest would have been to say, hey, let's not do this therapy thing, regardless of whether it's a podcast. Yeah. My interest was, you look like you have a lot on your plate that you need to get to that doesn't include sitting down for a half hour to talk to some guy. Um, but you're saying, no, 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 that's that's what I want. I, And you have, it's interesting because you, you know, we talked last, a couple times ago about 
being a person of faith, right? You have enough faith in this process. Yeah. It may not be a religious orient, oriented faith, but you have enough faith in this process that you say, I'm going to do this because I believe that this process, regardless of what it brings, is going to ultimately bring me some relief and it, understanding. Beyond that too, it's like, I don't trust, I don't trust myself to take care of myself outside, you know? A lot, a, a big part of it is just feeling isolated and lonely and wanting to have someone to talk to about this yeah, and not be weirded out by it, to not respond with some like Minnesotan trope of like, oh, <laughs> that's, uh, you know, how is, let's talk about the weather, you know? I just want to be heard and seen in moments like this. Yeah. So when I hear, oh, you know, just, you take 30 minutes to relax. It's like, I'm not going to be relaxed. I'm just going to be sitting by myself, ruminating, thinking, you know? But when we're done with this, will you not be ruminating and thinking? I think that's the trick for me is figuring out what I can express that I've been trying to express to a person. Yeah. There's a release for me there. Yeah. And I do feel better because I get to get it out of my brain. It's sort of like... uh you know, better out than in sort of a philosophy. Shrek. Yeah. Yeah. Better out than in. Does he say that after he farts? Or after he burps, maybe? After Fiona burps, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, so my thought, once again, going back to your job to fire me. Um, Do you keep bringing this up? Is this your way of being like, hey, Alex, can you let me go? No. <laughs> no. Um like I keep thinking that there is a difference between doing this, having these conversations with me or George or EMDR lady and having them with your dad, having mm -hmm. them with your mom, having them with Haley, having them with your brother. Yeah. Th those, like in some ways I think that therapy can replicate or can be a proving ground or a testing ground for conversations you need to have with other people besides this person who is temporary in your life. I look at mm -hmm. myself as temporary in your life. Yep. Yeah. I hear that. It's kind of hard for me to hear that because it makes me acknowledge the fact that a lot of my pain and my hurt stems from not having those kinds of relationships with my family. I cannot go to, I do not feel as though I can go to anyone with these thoughts, feelings, but you haven't gone to them with these thoughts and feelings. I have in the past, uh -huh. yes. And I know I've experienced the experience of doing that. And it's mm. tough. It's frustrating. It's hard. Because they're not met with it, it's, understanding. It's met, you know what it's met you, with? It's about being seen, being heard. Yeah, it's understood. met with mastery. Uh huh. Here's how you fix it. Right. And then how do you meet that with them? I don't want to. I'm smart enough to know how to fix it. I just need someone to listen and tell me that it's going to be okay. Okay, so when you get that mastery pushback from yeah. that list of people, yeah. can you say that I don't need you to master? I don't yeah. need. I don't need solutions. I just want. I have you're and, somebody who I care about. You're somebody who I want to know about me, and yeah, you have done that. Yep, and the response is usually a well, you know, if you don't want any help, why you bring this to my attention? Kind of a thing, uh -huh. because. They probably never got it either, but who knows? But yeah, I exist sort of in this vacuum of like anything that's wrong, it's not about the process of feeling it or, or acknowledging it. It's yeah. about the process of fixing it as quickly as possible. 
So it's always met with rational solutions. And it's like, that's the last thing I want, you know? Mm-hmm. Just want yeah. someone to be like, yep, I've actually experienced, you know, like in this instance, Dr. Steve, if you were to be like, I've felt exactly like how you feel now, you're an awesome dude, it's gonna be okay. I would feel better, not to like, so why don't you go ahead? I should do that. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> I have felt the same thing exactly <laughs> to a T. Okay, yep. You will, you will overcome. Yeah, okay, great, thanks, that's, that's <laughs> it, we're good. Yeah, but I hear what you're saying, and like, dude, it's tough to hear that because it makes, you, you've basically just caused me to take six, 13 years, of, however many years of therapy, and look at it like I was just trying to find a family. <laughs> like I was just trying to find a close, someone who could listen, encourage, you know, uh, as opposed to. That's maddening if you're hearing me say that, right? Like if I, if, if I was you, I would be upset. Yeah, I mean, I was upset, but at the same time, there's a voice that's like, hey, dude, there's something here. Yeah. There's something here to think about. Yeah. Dr. Steve's kind of a dick for bringing it up, but yeah. also... You're onto something. There's something here. A lot of people in the world would think that you're onto something when you call me a dick. So <laughs> you're in good company. But, I mean, it would be interesting. I wish I could, like, sit in a room with 50 people who see therapists, or see therapists and ask them, like, do you feel like you're, you're seeking some sort of closeness that you didn't get in your upbringing? You know? Like, w- did we talk about, like, stable, like, attachment theory? We have. Yeah. That's where my mind goes to. Because, yeah, man, I don't want to be the guy that's like, hey, Dr. Steve, I want you to be my mom and my dad. (laughs) Like the thought, that's what the critical thought in my head is like, well, you know, and I got the feeling that you were saying, dude, I'm not your dad. I'm not your mom, you know? Oh, no, I'm not. Obviously not. (laughs) But I'm not. I'm not. That's not the message I'm trying to send. Uh Like for those 50 people you talked about, what I want to know, like I want to push back. Have you tried this with your family? Yeah. You're saying, yes, you've tried this with your family. You've I have. tried this with these with, with people. And I'm not going to deny that there's something about having another human being acknowledge your struggle, your pain, your existence. Like there's a, like in, um, uh, I'm thinking of the Shoah Foundation. And are you familiar with that? I think no. it's called the Shoah Foundation. Um Who's the big director? He's done all the big movies. <laughs> Steven Spielberg. Yes, actually. So Spielberg. Yeah. Okay. Spielberg did um, Schindler's List. Yeah. And I think around that same time he began or created a foundation. Someone, please correct me if I'm wrong. Called the Shoah Foundation was about testifying about the Holocaust and the atrocities of the Holocaust and telling the story of this. That there. That there's. Um, that there's healing in telling the story of the trauma. There's healing mm-hmm. in sharing with other people the humanity, how inhumane that was. And there's humanity in sharing that inhumanity. Yeah. And that, so, so Spielberg's, you know, commitment to funding and being a part of this foundation to, to get these stories and collect these stories about the atrocities of the Holocaust. So I think, I think one of the things that therapy does is it provides a forum for people to say, here are the here are the challenges that I've been experiencing and to sit with another human being and the other human being to be able to say, Yeah, that sucks. Like that. Mm-hmm. How how did you do that? Like how did you survive Auschwitz, your own Auschwitz? Yeah. Um that's so I 
I really hear what you're saying, and I I need to I need to I need to reevaluate or rethink or entertain the possibility that your job is not to fire me. Yeah. At a global scale, me, you as a client, me as a therapist, yeah. or clients and therapists, not you and me specifically. And I want to make it abundantly clear that, uh, you know, the comparison of the inhumanity of the Holocaust, the Holocaust to what I'm experiencing is a, there's a very, 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 very. Well, I used it as a very loose analogy. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm not, I'm, yep. I'm not suggesting yep. the Because the last thing I want is someone to be commenting. What was that one comment I got? Stop being soft or whatever. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Which people can comment that. So the the big takeaway with that comparison, the big takeaway is sitting with another person. Yeah, and and acknowledging, seeing, hearing, understanding them. And sometimes I feel embarrassed and ashamed that I have that need, and that I sometimes. What if that's a universal need? Like, what if that's a yeah. human need? Well, I so like, you tell it, me. Sometimes I feel like you sort of feel like I shouldn't have that need. Is that accurate? No, because I don't. I don't believe that. I don't yeah. believe that about you as a human being. I think, but the question is, what are, are you going to do uh, about it? No, are there other places to get it besides yeah, yeah. here? Yep. So yeah, that would you, be the goal. You for have sure. George, right? You've got me. You've got EMDR. You, yeah, th- but it shouldn't these, be just trained professionals. I don't know if it should or shouldn't. I'm not. I'm not willing to go there. But it's something we're thinking about. But I, yeah, I want to push you in that direction. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because, I mean, where my mind goes now is like, are you just sort of looking for substitutes? <laughs> you know, I've seen George, I see EMDR lady, you know, I, like, am I just s- s- buying time as opposed to trying to solve, not solve, I don't want to use that word, but could this, could I renew my effort to f- find moments therapeutic moments outside other of other places yeah. yeah which i do and maybe i should focus more on working out running going for a run that's therapeutic for me it's meditative i love doing it what's that face i think it's a yes and it's a both yeah. and right because yeah. i think you are also oriented you're a people person you're an extrovert yeah that's my sense it's funny, I, and so I, that's a different right? subject. So, so I think you need it needs to be done with people. Yeah, I don't think you're just jogging. It's just tough because when do I do it with people, I'm very <clears throat> sensitive. To, you know, I I'm looking to see how they're going to respond. You know, when I open up with you, I'm like, okay, how what's what's he saying? What's his body language? Like I'm, I wish I could be around people and express myself and not need them to respond and you affirm. Do, you do in hockey. Yeah, that's true. So there is this domain where you show up and you're physically involved and there's yeah. relationships, right? There's yeah. people because you've been in this league for a while. Mm-hmm. People that you know, people that you, I would say, probably care about to some degree. Yeah, to some degree. <laughs> to beer, any of you guys listening. League. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, I'm going to keep you in check here. To some degree. No. Keep you in check. I like that. Okay. I missed that pun. It was so yeah. good. I yeah. missed it. All right. Yeah. Um, but yes, there are moments where, yeah. It's like the I need more stimulus to and this reminds me of EMDR my experience with it. What I liked about it was you hear the noise. Yeah. You feel the buzzes and then there's a lot to keep track of and it's just enough to sort of like calm me down a little bit. 
that there's enough to track that you're yeah uh-huh. it takes the edge off right because uh-huh. uh-huh. when and it's it i told this to uh a therapist i love driving i love road trips and it was reminiscent to the feeling i get when i'm on road trips because when i'm driving down i-75 doing 85 90 miles an hour and there's semi trucks passing me and stuff like that there's a certain element of danger there's it's just enough to sort of allow my brain to, to calm down to be like okay huh. you know, we can focus on this what else is going on and i just start to daydream and think about stuff and process things yeah because there's this base level of you know f- stimulus and the more th- you know that's why i love i love go-kart racing i love racing i love going fast yeah i love environments where i can't th- i don't have enough time to think that's why i love hockey there's so much going on. I have yeah. to figure out not how to not fall. I have to stick handle. You know, someone could just some six foot three, three hundred pound guy could run me out. You know, there's a lot of stimulus there. Yeah. Yeah. And I get the same thing from sharing my inner thoughts on the internet, I guess, too. I don't know. I think about that sometimes. Like, there's there's something also rewarding about knowing that if I can, you know, express this and share this, it's not so scary. Yeah. Yeah. What are you feeling right now? I don't know. I was just thinking about like, you know, there's a there's a part of me that really I sometimes struggle with um, like I have so much energy, you know, whether it's an emotion or thoughts. Yeah. And it's hard for me to sit and contain them sometimes. And it's like when I'm stressed out, I, I'm thinking like I'm running through visuals in my head. It's like, is it that dog that just needs to go out for, needs to go outside? It's like, you want to go for a walk? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and do I just need to let myself and just run around for 10 minutes? I remember when I was a kid, if I was like going really crazy, my parents would be like, just just go run outside. And I literally would just like run around and I'd be feeling great again. I don't know. That's interesting because, you know, we've talked at times about this thing called dissociation and you've, you've been talking to a therapist about this, you know, diagnosis of being of, of dissociation, right? Yeah. And to me, the other stuff you're talking about is association. Like you're associated, like when you're, when you're driving down I-75 and you're looking at the dials and you're looking at the road and there's a truck and you're it's like super all focused. these things you have to be really focused on yeah, and associated with. Yeah. Like you have to dial into and dissociation seems to me like being separate and apart from and what it sounds like to me is that you get energized by being associated this is an association you you and me here that's an that's a connection thing and driving the car to me is an association thing it's not tuning out it's tuning into Mm -hmm. and that calms you down and so it's fascinating to me that one of the things that you've talked about as being this thing since you were six years old if i remember correctly six or ten let's call it eight Eight or ten. Look at that. Let's split the difference. Yeah. Okay. Just a practical guy. Um, it was dissociation, was being a part from, a separate from. That is fascinating. I hadn't 
consider that? Well, that's because I'm... That's You're a genius. <laughs> yeah, I wrote a book. Woo! It's like a big middle finger to me right there, Alex. <laughs> no, it's it's true. I definitely... Um, that is a interesting, not dichotomy, but what's the other word I'm trying to, those two things, you'd think they'd be polar opposing forces. Cause you'd think they're contra- two contradictory things, dissociation, but also I receive, I feel like I achieve Zen, if you will, or like calmness from being very, Stimulated. Yeah, honed, focused on something, engulfed in something. Yeah. That is like, like hockey. Yeah, like hockey or um, driving. Yeah, racing, skydiving. Do you do a lot of that? Did I tell you the time I went skydiving over the pyramids of Giza? It sounds like a Jay Peterman catalog. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> do you know what a Jay Peterman catalog is? No, I just assume it's something cool. What is Jay Peterman? Uh, in the 90s, there was a catalog, and Seinfeld lampooned it. Uh, uh, you know, Elaine wrote for the Jay Peterman catalog. He had these exquisite adventures and things like that, and he often found clothing at these adventures and would develop a piece of cl- article of clothing. So, but Was the joke sk- being that like... Skydiving over the pyramids of Giza. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I think about that in terms of like, that was probably the most stimulated my brain's ever been. In a while. Yep. I do enjoy... A good pyramid. Okay. No one gets to see it. You know, seeing it from the side is... Eh. Seeing it from above. That's the great view. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts, generally speaking, on the condition of ADD? Because I asked, what did you just do an eyebrow thing? I did. Why? Because <laughs> you were looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because some, I think about that sometimes. Like, is there a correlation between my my preference for stimulus and sort of feeling uncomfortable when I don't have it? Probably. I grew up in an environment where that was not considered to be a legitimate. It was like one of those that's just all that's bad parenting or something. That's what my parents would say. It's not bad like parenting. A, if what? If you, if a kid had ADD, they just don't believe it's a real thing. Yeah. Well, the, the, I mean, I would differ from my yeah. from what your parents said. If, if yeah. your parents are still holding that attitude I, or belief, I don't know. I haven't asked them. Yeah, I don't know. I think we probably over medicate with ADD. That's what was their concern. Um, one of the, one of the classic examples is a brother in law, a great great guy who was going into business, hated business, you know, studied business or something like that. Yeah, it wasn't university, meaningful. went into business and just hated it. Hated reading, hated reading books. You know, he's a pilot now for one of the big airlines and get into a cockpit where there's hundreds of dials yeah. and readouts and he's so fo- laser focused. Yep. Every five seconds he's yep. got to check yep. in. You know, so it's like, that's just a different way of processing information. And it doesn't always... Um, doesn't always line up with our school system or society right so there's a book that i just was talking to friends about called boys adrift um, or adrift something like that talking about the educational system how it's really set up to cater to the strengths of women Mm -hmm. 
Oh, interesting. That, that there are a lot of young boys who are left behind in our our public school systems because it's not it's not catered to boys with certain kinds of energies and. Do you think that would be not to interrupt you, but do you <clears> think that would be due to the fact that education's typically staffed by predominantly females, or is that not true? Oh, I, I don't know. There may be some truth yeah. to that. I don't, I don't know if it's that it's way at all levels. Would, yeah. Um, but they contrast educational systems here in the U.S. where we've taken, we've gotten rid, we've gotten rid of recess and physical education. You know, like we've oh, I didn't we've know that. pared those down. Wow. There, there are some places that still do that, and some people mm-hmm. places intentionally trying to get that in. And they talked about the difference, like in Finland, for example, or the Scandinavia, where they don't start school until you're seven. Mm-hmm. And and there's a whole part of the day which is outdoors. Yeah, they want you to get your hands in the dirt and in the snow yep. and be outside. And um, there are so so when you when you only focus on STEM, science, technology, um, engineering, engineering and math, math, you you raise us you cater to a certain population that is oriented towards STEM. You don't raise a population of people that are oriented towards the arts and other things. Yeah. Um, Man, can't imagine a world without recess. Woof. Yeah, well, I don't... It's what I love about directing. I get the same stimulus. Because when I'm directing, I have to... Like, everybody's problem is my problem. So, like, if the light's not working, you know, um, the gaffer comes to me, right? If an actor is... You know, I have to deal with it. If the client's upset, I have to deal with that. And I love the idea. I love the challenge of like 50 problems going on at the same time and being like, all right, I have to completely different ones. I have to provide therapy to this actor and get them feeling comfortable. It's a symphony. And then I have to deal with this technical problem. I have to deal with this logistic problem, you know? It's like an an orchestra. You're like directing an orchestra. Different instruments, you know? Trombones over there, tromboning, the violin, yeah. Yeah, and a friend of mine once described it like, if you can get that orchestra to play like a single instrument, that's your job. Mm-hmm. Take all these divergent things. Achieve harmony. And give them one voice. Yeah. That part's cool. I love that. Um, not, not everybody can do that. Yeah, well, it's super overwhelming when you have like, and, and I, you know, cool stories, young. We haven't gotten to the big leagues yet. You know, I'm dealing with productions where there's like maybe 10, 15 people. Yeah. When you have 15 people and everyone, when something goes wrong, like they look at you, there's real pressure there. Yeah. Because if you don't figure it out, it doesn't, like you don't pass the buck to anyone. The buck gets passed to you and that's it. But you're also energized by that. Correct. So there's a level of stress and there's probably a commensurate payoff with- It's 100%. You, yeah. And afterwards I'm exhausted. Uh, and I need to recover, but I've been juggling too many things. You know, I'm juggling three of those. Yeah. And then on top of that, I haven't been able to sleep. <laughs> but I love doing it for so, that very reason. But so maybe what you take out of this is I can handle two of these projects yeah. at a time. Yeah. I can't, you know, like, I don't know how many people, like, I don't know how Hollywood directors do it. Not that I want to pattern my life after anybody in Hollywood, but. <laughs> what are you talking about, Dr. Steve? <laughs> They're the best. <laughs> but. Can you just work on one yeah. picture at a time? Is yeah. the Spielberg just take on one thing the, at a time? They total traditionally, I mean, feature films much different beast. Yeah, that's what they do. Some do once every two years, three years. Yeah, 
that's also due to the fact that development, I don't think people realize how long it takes a film to get developed. Like the script will be written and then sometimes six years later is when they start shooting it. Yeah. But yeah, like I, you know, in the last session, there was a part of me that was like, hey, maybe this is my body saying, we, hey, right. this is the limit. You've right. hit it. And just so you know, if you try to break past it, this is what's going to happen. That kind of bumps me out, right? Because I'd like to think I can do whatever I want, you know, and just but push I, myself to. I look at it as you know, if you're if you're beginning in your career, I don't know if you would say you're beginning, probably not beginning, but if you're in your adolescence of your career or whatever, however you look at it, this is a good thing to know about because then I think you can set your price point, your market value. Like, yeah. like when I take on three projects, I'm not good. Mm-hmm. When I take on two, you get the best of me. Yep. And so here's that's why I'm priced the way I am, or that's yeah. why I set these limits, because I've learned this by taking three or more scripts yep. or whatever. And I also, on top of that, I worry about the future in terms of like, hey, when I have kids, like, how do you, you know, if, I, if I'm trying to juggle three projects yeah. now, and yeah. I can come home and Haley and I can take a nap on a Sunday, you know, for two hours if we want to, that's going to drastically change when I have two little, three little monsters running around. Yeah. Talk about sleep deprivation. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, like, just to return to sort of the beginning of this session, everything that we've just sort of talked about, like, I feel I feel better now. Yeah. And to me, this represents therapy f- for me. This yeah. is how therapy helps me. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on that? Would you agree? Would you say... Well, I'm not going to disagree with you if you say this is <laughs> yeah. how, this is what works for you. <laughs> I know, but uh, I'd be curious. Um, like, is the therapy that I is Alex therapy different from regular th- therapy? I know I can't no. put you in that position either. I don't. I don't yeah. think so. Well, maybe the better question is what What am I thinking about our time together today? You know, like what? Yeah. Like sometimes I'll ask people at the end of a session, "Well, what are you taking with you? Like, what did yep. you get out of today?" And so you just delivered yours. Yeah. And I think it's probably fair to say, "What am I taking from it?" Yep. I think that this, you know, like we shoot, we shoot two shows back to back. And I think this conversation is very much what like an hour of therapy or, you know, yeah. more, more than two sessions, you know, like putting these two sessions would equal kind of an hour of therapy, right? Kind of meandered a little bit, got some background on it. And then there was a challenge. Yeah. You know, the challenge about maybe you shouldn't be meeting and maybe we, you know, and then we talked about that off air and then we, brought that into this room. Um, and I think you got up, you pushed back, mm-hmm. right? Because I think you heard me say, you're trying to replace, like you're trying to, yeah. I'm, I'm your rent-a-friend, you yeah. know, George is your rent-a-friend, yeah, your rent, rent-a-brother or whatever. It's true, yeah. Um, and you pushed back and we had real exchange. And to me, to hear you say that this was therapeutic, you had a real honest exchange with another human, human being, yeah. which is the validating part, the, you know, yeah. And also I take away too, I feel more comfortable knowing that everything, all the stress I'm experiencing right now is most likely simply put my body's way of saying, hey, here are the limits. These are limits. Yeah. And it's not a, there's no judgment or there's no like, in, it's not an indication that something's wrong or there's something. Or you're lacking, a, right. Yeah. You're, you're lacking. There's a deficit. Not it's at just all. a simple fact of, of Alex's life. Hey, here's our wall. You know, if you want to extend it, maybe we can 
work together to find some like right. you got to be exercising <laughs> daily you have to be eating right you have to be sleeping right you know yeah, but here's, here's the price of that here's exactly. the price you're not gonna get as good as sleep you're gonna yeah. start feeling jopping you're gonna yep. dmj at yourself whatever yep um and that's a huge takeaway for me because i had been stuck in this room this area of well some this this is a deficiency there's i'm doing something wrong to not handling this the right way this shouldn't be happening is yeah. the voice that had been running through my head. And that's the real kicker. That's the one that wears you down. That's yeah. the one that exhausts yeah. you. Because then you feel like what you're experiencing is your fault. So you're like, well, sh- how do I fix it? I don't know how to fix it. But that's a that's also an Alex trait, right? I think yeah. you're more inclined to look at, and maybe maybe it's a human trait, mm-hmm. but you specifically, I think, are more inclined to look at yourself in a de- from that deficit. Like, I should be able to handle this, yeah. and I'm not, so what's yep. wrong with me? Yeah. Instead of, okay, I'm learning something here about myself. Yeah. Like maybe three projects is more than I can I can take on. Yep. And uh, it it makes me feel that it makes me feel more relaxed. To I feel like I'm on friendlier terms with myself now. You know, like I we after see, this conversation, yeah, after these like conversations, me yeah. and myself, we see each other a little bit better yeah. now. Yeah. Like, hey, I wasn't doing this to piss you off, or you know, I was just. This is how I am. This is how my body. You know, this is how the the Alex body is. It's like it's okay. I can respect that. Yeah, you, know, you can't do everything. That's good stuff. So yeah, um, maybe this is a good place to. It's a great wrap, place to wrap up. Wrap up. Well, I've been thinking about it, and I think I'm going to fire you, Doctor Steve. So you, for today. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but uh, thanks for your time and. Um, to everyone else out there, I hope you're having a blast and stay happy. <laughs> All right, bye.